Thanks, guys, for tuning in to Shoe Fish Life's first ever podcast, video cast. I don't know. We'll come up with some cool name at first. Uh, for sure, this will be on YouTube. I'm not sure where else I'm going to put it yet because I have no idea what I'm doing, as you can probably tell or hear or anything that's happening that's weird with this. Um, on YouTube, obviously, it'll be video. We'll do this live. Well, I guess it's not live, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, stream, we'll put some uh, pictures or whatever overlays over me or just in this corner of what we're talking about. Um, for all the audio stuff, I guess you'll just hear my wonderful, beautiful voice. So let's get into it. Uh, went on a buffalo hunt a couple weeks ago. Uh, first ever experience hunting buffalo. And yeah, my little name, Roy, luckiest kid in the world. He, he won a boat earlier this year. Um, by catching a fish that had a tag and then they went to an event and they drew that tag number and he won a $15,000 boat. Uh, then first year ever putting in for uh, buffalo hunts, anything once in a lifetime, all that. Uh, didn't draw in the normal draw, but the DNR released a depredation tag because there's some buffalo that were coming off of the reservation down by the book cliffs that aren't supposed to be coming off and going on to some different land. So they released some tags and the DNR called my, my buddy Clint up and said, Hey, your boy got drawn for one of these depredation tags. If you'd, if you'd like to go, uh, you got to let us know in a, a day. And so he called a bunch of people, called me, see if I can come video and all that stuff. And I told him, heck yeah. Uh, so we claimed tag. So day one, uh, got everything ready, started making sure all my batteries charged and all that stuff, uh, head out on the way up to their house they're like where's your sleeping bag and stuff and I said I thought you said we were staying in a hotel so I was unprepared I got the crappiest sleeping bag in the world because uh, I was going to get a good sleeping bag and then my wife decided she wanted a trailer so we got a trailer instead but now I am I'm definitely going to get a sleeping bag so we head out head to Price takes a couple hours to get there um, pull into the hotel sleep at a hotel <laughs> what a sleazy hotel heaters don't work and then when you finally get the heater to work, it bakes you 100 degrees in that room. So didn't sleep for with the heat, didn't sleep with the excitement of knowing what was coming up. So then we had to get up at 4 in the morning to get there. And we took Jeeps and stuff. We towed, My buddy towed his, uh, their family hunting Jeep with, the, with their truck. And I was kind of wondering why we weren't just taking our side-by-sides because, you know, they're a little easier sometimes. I didn't know that we were going to have to go down this dirt well snow covered road for 25 miles at slow speeds that was really slick to get to the area where the buffalo were at i was not prepared for that so it takes forever to get down this road finally get to the gate right by the gate he's showing us some petroglyphs because it's pretty cool this this land's actually the natural history museum's land um, so it's state land but you can only go on it with permits and stuff like that so we got to fill out some waivers that was our permit uh, normally you can't drive on this land but because we were with the security guard of the land we were able to drive and all that so get to the lodge house um, it's an old ranch that used to be privately owned that the state had purchased and i mean it's it's old school there's there's a couple little heaters in the buildings that don't work uh one of the building we ended up staying in did not have a fireplace I didn't, I didn't understand that all the the old building that the the main the main ranch house had a fireplace but the the guest house didn't and that made no sense to me anywhere deep steep in the middle of nowhere like that back in the day even if you live somewhere it was 100 degrees 99 percent of the time wouldn't you have a fireplace in your house i don't know 
So we drop off everything, consolidate uh, vehicles, so we're not driving around 10 different vehicles because a bunch of people went. And that's, <coughs> I'm starting to learn more that that's a Utah thing, that on cool tags or even just deer tags and all that, that everybody in the family goes and your friends and all that. And I, I think it's great. Um, my wife's family does it. My family, there's not as many of us, but we we try to go together. Um, but my wife's family, we have a tag and there's 15, 20 people that are that are seeing if they can come, especially on cool hunts like this. So there was only 10 of us, um, so not too many for Utah standards. But So I started riding in the back of the truck because the way it was relayed to me is that we're going to be kind of just driving down the road, and they're going to be there, and we're going to shoot one. Like most people assume that's how buffalo hunting is. That's what we kind of thought we would be doing because that's what we got told we'd be doing. So I'm in the back truck. Uh, trying to film a couple little things. It's too bouncy and rough, but um, I tap on the roof because I see some buffalo out in the, the field out there, and I have no video of this these buffalo on this herd because um, it was just so fast. So we, we stop the truck, we get out, we start trying to hike so we can get to them because they spooked out. All we ever seen was, was butts running through the forest, and it's amazing how 50, 60 head of animals that size can just up and disappear. So they went up a canyon, and the the security guard guy said it's not worth uh, trying to go up the canyon after him. So he's, there were supposed to be three herds. So we're walking along the road so our vehicles don't spook these buffalo anymore. And we look up a canyon, and we see, I don't know, 100 of them at least. So we back off real fast. As soon as we caught a glimpse that they were in there, we backed off. Supposedly these things don't see very well, but I think they can see pretty good. Um if they don't see, they can definitely hear or smell. There's something about them that's very well that I found out later. So we make a plan of how to put a stock on these buffalo. And we go across the canyon, go down through a gulch, start hiking up a hill that we should be able to get on and overlook them. And, and we were thinking it'd be about 200 yards um, from the end of that hill to where we could try to harvest one. So we make... The little trek up there it wasn't too bad or anything. Uh, we get to where the hill peaks out, the, the lower hill. The next hill is pure cliff that's 40 feet high at, at the lowest and wraps all the way around. So we can't get any closer. Uh, so we try to skirt around the, the face of where our hill meets the cliffs. And we're in the open, but we're hugging the wall to try to not be seen too much. Uh, and, and we stood there. I got video of them. The problem was, was there was just so many of them. It was hard to pick a cow and all be on the same page of which cow we're shooting. Uh, Colton's behind the gun laying in kind of an awkward position. And the buffalo ended up being about 400 yards. Uh, they weren't as close as we were hoping they would have been. So we're, we're kind of deciding what to do, and the buffalo make the choice for us. They, they eventually get up and, and decide to leave and head up that canyon. So we make the little trek back to the truck, decide to go try to find... Uh, the third herd that we actually never ended up fighting, but we drove around the rest of the day, didn't see any more buffalo, uh, went back to where the, the opening of the canyon that the first uh, herd disappeared up into and sat there for an hour, hour and a half, and they never came out. Now we had to go back and stay at the lodge that we hadn't really planned on staying at. Uh, I wouldn't call it a lodge, but I kind of mentioned that earlier in the morning or at this episode. So we go back, start making a plan for what we're going to do for tomorrow, and go to bed and freeze our butts off. <laughs> so get up the next morning, uh, day two, 
we said to drive most of the way to where we seen the first herd and then get out and walk. Uh, there's two big sections of, of natural fields because it used to be ranch land. Um, now it's just natural grass, but there's two sections that they were feeding in. And we got we got close to the first one, got out, started hiking down the road. Uh, didn't see him, so the security guard guy, I don't know what to call, we're gonna call him the guide. Okay, he's not a guide, but he was our guide and he's security guard for the land, so he knows what's going on there. But he walks with us through the first field, kind of get to the second one. We don't see him in the bigger section of it, so he he decides to head back, get the vehicles, and we decide to keep walking up. Uh, about a 50 yards past where we we separated we see some buffalo so we wore radios it's a legal thing in utah i've i've understood most states aren't but guess what utah it is so anyway i get on the radio said don't come up the road don't come up the road and they hear and i think they're saying okay or something because nobody seems to know how to hold the button talk let go of the button. They just go, okay. So we, cl we climb up on this hill and this, I actually have no footage of this because I, I accidentally deleted the memory card off the camera, um, cleared it at the end of this day, the second day. So instead of having three buffalo hunting videos on YouTube, we're only going to have two because I messed up. But you guys probably enjoy that. Um, I'm hoping you guys like the breakdown of the videos and, and different days. And then additionally, this podcast versus... Just one video, try to cram everything in, whether it's short or long, and then the kills at the very end, and you show the harvest and all that. I kind of, I, I watched Randy Newberg's, been listening to Randy Newberg's, so I'm I'm trying to kind of match him, because I think that's a better style. Whether you guys like it or not, I think it's better, because in the future, when you want to go back as as they they might watch their experience, and I was there, so it's experience for me, Rewatch what happened more of it than just getting there a little bit of scenery in the harvest i think the story is funner and cooler so <clears throat> anyway back to back to the hunt so we, we put, start putting a stock on these animals we climbed up a hill so they can't they can't see us as well as we're trying to get closer and we get to about 350 and they haven't moved they haven't known we're there yet so clint's kind of getting ready uh to take a shot or whatever and i i said we should probably get a little closer um I don't know. I thought that was a little far for the Buffalo, for for the Colton's accuracy. Colton's a good shooter, but we went to the range a few days before, and it was a little off, a little all over the place. And and when I say all over the place, for us, that's an inch around, not, not barely hitting a pie plate like most hunters. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, so we start creeping up, and I can hear the cars coming up the road. So I start... I'm on the radio like, what are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. Nobody's stopping. Uh, I get in an opening that's that the buffalo wouldn't be able to see us, but the car should be able to. And I'm waving like, stop, what are you doing? The buffalo have already seen them and left. Um, and I just couldn't believe they drove up the road. They didn't know. They felt bad. It's all our own fault. I mean, we're, we are road hunting for buffalo. We had miscommunication, and that herd took off. So... It is what it is. Um, so we decided to all meet back up together and and drive up the road to see if we could find any of the other herds. So we drive around. None of the herds ever came back out. We still never seen that third herd. Uh, the second herd that we seen never came out of that canyon that night. Uh, so go back to the ranch, eat some lunch, and go back out. We decided to just sit on the hill of the first 
first herd that keeps disappearing up there and seeing if they're going to come out at night and feed, which they're coming out at night, obviously, but it's way later than we're sitting there and they're, you know, wanting to come out while we're sitting there. Of course, so we sit there and nothing else happens again. So we're back to the ranch house. Uh, same thing. We didn't bring food because we had not planned on, on being there that many days. We thought this was going to be an easy thing. So luckily there was some spaghetti noodles and sauce and then rich brought some hot dogs so leanne whipped up some spaghetti and hot dogs uh it tasted dang good since we didn't really have anything to eat which i'm usually prepared and bring a lot of stuff but i thought you know we we got i got told we we're staying in a hotel so i figured we're we'll hit the gas station every day and night i'll get drinks and all that i don't need to bring stuff with me and take up more room um, I, I feel bad when I take up a lot of room in a vehicle that's not mine. You know, I've got my clothes, I've got camera gear, I got hunting gear. So I usually have an extra bag more than everybody else because of camera gear. So I already kind of feel bad about that. But next time, I'm bringing food. I don't care. <laughs> so get up early, that uh, make a plan that night. Uh, our plan for Sunday was going to be we are going to walk straight from the ranch house. It's like two two and a half miles to even get to the first field that way there's no vehicles at all nothing gonna spook them nothing so we get up real early we start hiking we get to that first field about where you can barely start seeing we see some deer no buffalo anywhere so we go all the way up to the the canyon that they had been escaping into every morning and we had brushed the tracks and they actually never came out that night so we figure we've spooked them a few times they went way deep in there so we walk another 200 yards up the road and we see another herd of buffalo and we think well maybe it's the one herd and they just found a different way out and they're in a different set of fields but ends up being the the, herd, the second herd from the first day had pushed all the way out of that canyon and came down so it's really really thick right next to the road so we can't me and colton can't really see anything and we know they're out there he's the one that spotted them i never even knew if whether they were 100 yards or a thousand yards he just said there's buffalo so i backed off um, to make sure they wouldn't see us and so we're walking down the road and clint walks up the hill uh 20 30 feet in the air so we can see over all the brush in front of us and we had a lot of radio confusion which this is probably where the radios do not help um he was saying go this way and i was thinking it was a different way and then we flopped on which way i i understood he was saying but what he meant and so mass confusion then he's you know get colton up here because he's got the shot i mean there's there's buffalo everywhere and he's elevated above him he said there was buffalo anywhere from 150 to 500 yards and he we had the pick, but we were down in the bottom and couldn't see anything. Uh, so we finally meet back up with them. We start hustling the way the buffalo are going, and we find them. And we get set up. Colton takes a shot about 250 is what I believe, if I remember correctly. And I've got it on film, and he misses right over the top. Uh, found out later the gun was off. Um which probably better than hitting him really high because there's nothing up there that would have hit him. But so he hit over the top slash the gun was over the top. Uh, so they all took off. Um, it's crazy how they make no noise. All those animals hustling down a trail, no noise at all. Um, so we go that a couple guys go out to the spot that he shot, make sure there's no blood, 
all that jazz. Uh, Paul walks the trail that they took for, oh, two miles, no blood. So we get the vehicles. Um, we drive up to the canyon that we assume they went into, which would be the second Herds Canyon. And there's fresh track, fresh trail everywhere. So we decide to hike up this canyon because um, the guide said it's probably a box canyon. He hasn't been all the way to the end, but it, sh it should go about three miles up and then fork. So we decide to, to hike up there. You know, it's last ditch effort and we want it. We want to get a buffalo for, for Colton. Um, so we make the long hike and there's parts of this canyon where it's, it's 80 yards wide and, and we know there's 200 head up here. And I'm thinking if we run into these things and they decide to turn, this is going to be nuts. So we start talking, you know, if, if we do run into them on somewhere really, really narrow like this or, or almost anywhere, cause it's just sheer walled Canyon that before Colt takes a shot, we need to make sure everybody's in a good spot that if they come down, we're, we're behind rocks or trees or whatever. <laughs> so we don't get stampeded and run over. So we get all the way to the end of the Canyon where it forks. Um, we haven't seen anything, and, and it's amazing, the animals this size, some of the tiny trails that we're, we're going through, that I'm wiggling through like this, and you're like, how did 50 buffalo just get through this, and it's not wider and all broke up, but we get to the end, uh, me and Clint climb up on a rock, so we could try to see a little farther, can't see much, Paul and the boys walk up the hill um, to get elevated to see farther down the forks if they can. And we're just sitting there bullcrapping, and Paul gets on the radio and says, hey, we see him. And we say, well, how far? And they say about 150, but they're getting up. And they got up and left before they could do anything about it. But we'd never even seen him, and I can't believe me and Clint sitting on the rock we were couldn't see the buffalo. Uh, they must have been right on the edge of the trees and just went in. The sagebrush didn't look super tall. So... They decided to go up the fork, see how far the fork may have went, because I was checking Onyx, and I'm like, it could box out, but it also could go another four miles. So then I'm looking at the map, seeing how far we've come, and it's we've went three miles up this canyon, but as a bird flies, and I bet we hiked five miles up this canyon. And as you can see, I'm not in the best of shape. So that was quite a trek for me. <laughs> um, so we decided to hike all the way out. Uh, we're trying to decide what we're going to do, and we're all dead tired. Um... Are we going to stay the night and try to do one first thing in the morning? Should we go home? Some people got to go to work. So kind of making up our minds what we're going to do. We get in the vehicle, start heading towards the ranch, and I'm dead. I mean, that was a workout for me. But they stop in the road, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what are we doing? They get out, get ready to start hiking. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm already dead, and you want to hike some more. But all right, let's do it. Let's go. Um we end up walking, you know, only a couple hundred yards to the knoll that we've sat on every night, seeing if the buffalo would come out of that canyon, and maybe we could we could get a an ambush advantage uh, on them. And we're sitting on top of this knoll, just me, Colton, and Clint, and, and we're BSing. We're being pretty loud. I mean, we're not probably quieter than I'm talking even now, but for hunting situation, we're being pretty loud. We're joking. You know, it's kind of good. Colton didn't shoot one of those five miles up that canyon, three miles up the canyon, because we'd, we'd be here forever trying to get that thing out. And I've got the camera on the tripod full height. You know, if I could stand there and record, Colton's pretty much laying on the ground, taking a nap. And Clint's like, looks over and says, oh my gosh, 
and there they were. They were coming out of this canyon that we've watched every night, and it was just amazing. Um, so I'm I'm kneeling down like crap. How am I gonna get this on film? Because you know I don't want to be the one that spooks them up. But I see Colton start crawling forward to get a rest on my bag. So I decide, well, he's moving. They've stopped. They've already kind of pinpointed us. I'm gonna stand up, and get the camera turned on. So I get the camera turned on. I'm looking in that little tiny screen, and I notice that it's focused on the stick right in front of me. So I touch it, so it'll focus on the buffalo. It focuses at five seconds, and he shoots at six, and nailed it. Uh, nailed it right in the head. That's where Clint told him shoot it right in the head. We don't want to play around. We're we're all tired. We don't want this thing running up the canyon a couple miles. Um, so it drops. But because I'm watching this little screen, I can't fully see what's going on. So I see it drop. Then I see the other ones kind of standing there, and I could see one head lower than the other buffalo, and I'm thinking, crap, it's reload, 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 you know, he's going to get up. <laughs> and turns out it was just another one that was a little deeper in the wash they were in than the, than the other buffalo, but to me it looked like that it was the one laying there with its head up. So get that figured out. Clint and Colton have that moment that, you know, if, if you're not a hunter, it's it's not all about the harvest and and the, you don't it's not the killing part that's fun and it's the hunting part that's fun when you when you finally harvest that's when the work starts um it's the emotion of being with your family and accomplishing something and providing for your family i mean they, they got a couple hundred pounds of meat that'll last quite a while and and i look over and i see clinton colton just hugging it out clint had a tear in his eye he don't want to tell you that but he did but I get choked up too. You've you've accomplished something, and you know, and I scream yes, yes, yes. And to some people, that just might seem weird, and that I'm I'm happy that animal just died, and I'm not. It's it's all these emotions that are building within you at once, and that's just the way I happen to release it. You've seen it with um, if you watch the videos, you've seen it with my my sister-in-law's deer. Now you've seen it with this buffalo. It's just something that if you're not a hunter, you haven't experienced. But if you don't get that feeling and you're a hunter, you're doing it for the wrong reasons as well. So anyway, uh, this thing, when it's laying there, it doesn't look as big as it does when they're standing out there and they're alive. Um, I will say that. But then you start skinning it and taking the meat off and getting everything. And you realize this is a big animal. So we took everything we could. The only thing that got left, I think, some people take the trachea and all that stuff for dog treats. We didn't do any of that, but we got heart, liver, every piece of meat on there, um, just everything. The hide, uh, the head alone weighed, I bet you, 100 pounds. This is no light animal. And after we, we, we disassembled the animal, I am highly glad that we didn't shoot one three or four miles up this canyon. So we get it all over in the Jeep, and the Jeep's doing a wheelie, it feels like, because it's just heavier than crap. Uh, we get to the ranch house, load up, and we head out. And, you know, it's four hours back out. Very, very wearing out trip, but I wouldn't trade it in for anything. What a great trip. I enjoyed that more, I think, taking that hike and not accomplishing anything and sitting there and actually having an animal come out that you were waiting for more than just driving down the road and there's one and shoot it. So I'm glad it turned into more of a hunt and was more of an experience than than some ranch or farm thing where it's like, yep, yeah, there they are. And, you know, some people say that's that's buffalo hunting is just too easy. You drive down the road and you know what? Ours wasn't. 
but we made it that way. Hunting is what you make it. You could shoot the biggest deer or elk in the in the world, five feet off the road. You know, you go to a ranch or even in the wild. I we've been driving down the road and there's a buck and you take it or you hiked 10 miles somewhere or you've hiked 10 miles that day and you haven't seen anything hunting is what you can make it fishing is what you can make it and that's why i love it um you can be the most hardcore guy in the world and you could be in a wheelchair um and still enjoy what everybody else is enjoying so i hope you guys enjoyed this first ever shoot fish life podcast um let me know what you thought about it put your comments below how can i change it does does everything look good? Did it sound good? Um, how much more of the story would you like? Would you like less of the story? What other ideas you have? Um, I plan to do, you know, story recaps or video recaps, whatever. Um, but what else would you like me to talk about? We can talk about guns, hunting, fishing, all that. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe um, on the YouTube or follow us on whatever audio um, podcast setup I put this on. And we hope to hear you hear from you guys in the future. Thanks, guys.